0: hey everybody this is hunter howard i'm the lead pastor of encounter church here at encounter church our vision is helping people encounter god and that's what i pray and hope for you today that you will encounter god through this message enjoy we're going to continue today with our 2021 Theme multiply. So how about all together we read Acts chapter 6 verse 7. Then the word of God spread and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly. It is our aim all through this year, right? To do what? We are here to multiply the That was almost good let 's try that again all right we are here to multiply the culture of Jesus through the how is it that the culture the values the environment of Jesus and his kingdom how is it that it gets multiplied through his what words. through his words and that's why we are taking the year twenty twenty one to read word for word through the words of Jesus in the gospel of Mark if you're new here we're reading chapter by chapter verse by verse word for word through the gospel of mark this year focusing in on the words and the teachings of jesus because we believe and we know according to the word of god that the way that the kingdom spreads and multiplies is through the through disciples and disciples get made through the what the word right the words of jesus and so you know, we've, been, we've already read Mark 1 through 4. I was thinking the other day, you know, I better kick it in high gear because it's June and we only got through four chapters and there are 16. So we're going to have to figure, have to work hard uh, on that. But today we're going to be uh, looking at chapter 5 of Mark. And I'm not going to take time to review all we've learned in Mark 1 through 4. It's been a lot. Go back and listen to the podcast, if you will. We've learned so much in Mark chapter 1 through 4. Today we're going to jump right into Mark Chapter 5, and as we get started, I want to declare something that Jesus declared out of Matthew chapter 12, verse 28. It says this, But if I am casting out demons by the Spirit of God, by the what? By the who? If I am casting out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. In other words, Jesus was saying that if the Spirit of God is ousting darkness that is evidence that the kingdom of God is present right if 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 in a place or in a life God's spirit is kicking darkness out that means God's kingdom is there and today the king is here and his kingdom is here his spirit is here he's with us he's in us he's upon us he's in this place today amen Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you today for your kingdom. We thank you today for Jesus. We thank you that the Son of God appeared to destroy the works of the devil. And we thank you that by the Spirit of God, by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, we are free. Lord, like we sang today, through you, the kingdom comes. Through you, the battle is already won. Through you today, we are not afraid, because the price of your blood was paid through you today. There is victory because of you, Jesus. We are free. Come on, shout, I am free. Amen. Man, I had fun with that song. That's an oldie but a goodie, right? Well, the title of my message today is Full House. Full House. I want you to turn to somebody and say, you look like a house. Now be nice. Didn't mean it that way. Maybe better said, turn to somebody and say, you are a house. (laughs) Rather, you knew it or not, you are a house. And today's message is entitled Full House. Anybody ever watch that show? Back in the day all right. well I want us to go now then to Mark chapter 5 We're going to read verses 1 through 20 And for those of you that are interested This is also found in Matthew chapter 8 and Luke chapter 8 Now, as we read verses 1 through 20 I just want to let you know I'm going to be pausing uh, occasionally To give some explanation And then we're going to break it down Once we get through it Is that cool? Are we ready? Come on, say full house They came to the other side of the sea, to the region of the Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat, immediately a man from the tombs with an unclean spirit met him. What kind of spirit? Uh Uh-huh. And the man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with chains. What kind of spirit does it say that this man was, was, was tormented by? Or what kind of spirit? Unclean. And let me just say this. The enemy wants to make us dirty. If you pay attention closely to the activity of the devil in the world, in people's lives, I can certainly testify from my own life. When he's influencing me, it's dirty. Come on, tell somebody. The devil, he's dirty. Unclean spirit, okay? It says that they couldn't bind him anymore, not even with chains. We continue to read, for he had often been bound with shackles for the feet and with chains. And he tore apart the chains and broke the shackles into pieces. No one was strong enough to subdue him and tame him. You guys, we're talking about something supernatural, okay? The, 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 the devil and his influence are trying to influence us isn't something natural, isn't something we can just subdue and tame. Come on, you can't tame the devil. He is untamable. He is supernatural. Therefore, in order to be free from the influence of the devil, we need something supernatural, right? The supernatural power of God. It says that nobody, not even with shackles and chains, they couldn't keep him still. He would break them into pieces. You ever found yourself like knowing you shouldn't do something and not wanting to do something or some sort of attitude or thought that you can't get rid of or addiction in your life and even though you don't want to do it, it's like you just can't tame it. You just can't subdue it. It's got some control over you. It's supernatural. I want to tell you today, Jesus' power is supernatural. To break the supernatural power of the enemy. The enemy wants to make us dirty, and it's supernatural. You can't get free on your own. Let's continue to read night and day. He was constantly screaming and shrieking among the tombs and on the mountains and cutting himself with sharp stones. I want you to say self-destruction. And see, that is exactly what the enemy wants us to do. He doesn't just come and kill us. He makes us kill ourselves. That's the way the devil works in our lives. He doesn't just come and cut off our head. He comes and he puts thoughts in our head. And when we entertain them, we cut our own head off. Self-destruction. The enemy wants to hurt you. Are you with me? The enemy wants to hurt you. And maybe it's not always, in fact, it's definitely not always this dramatic. I have seen demonic possession where people are shrieking and running and wild and so like that, but for the most part, it's a little more subtle than this. But how many times have I seen and even before experienced in my own life, the enemy doing things in me and influencing me in certain ways and with certain things that I was hurting myself. See, what the enemy was doing in this man, it says he cut himself. Let me say this. If you are self-harming, that is a demon. Okay? That's not just a mental disorder or anxiety. That is demonic. If you are cutting yourself or doing anything to hurt yourself, that's demonic. And today you're going to be free in Jesus' name. Okay? Everything the devil does tries to hurt us. If there's anything in your life causing you to hurt, harm yourself like an addiction... You can be set free. Let's keep reading. He, he was asking, well, uh, sorry, Jesus, seeing Jesus from a distance, the man ran up and bowed down before him in homage and screaming with a loud voice. He says, what business do we have in common with each other, Jesus, son of the most high God? I implore you by God, swear to me, do not torment me. For Jesus had been saying to him, come out of the man, you unclean spirit. Listen, the devil knows. <laughs> The devil knows who he's dealing with. There is no competition between God and the devil. It's not the battle of good and evil and like two equal forces fighting against each other. No, no. The power and the authority of God is infinite times greater than the power of the devil. The problem is we give the devil power through sin in our life. And so this is the the reality is the devil knew when Jesus approached, he knew who he was dealing with. He knew what was about to happen to him. He recognized the spirit of God in Jesus. Let's continue. He was asking him, Jesus was asking him, what is your name? And he replied, my name is Legion, for we are many. The enemy has so many different ways, different spirits that he uses to try to influence us and hurt us and destroy us. In fact, at different times in our lives, we could probably identify that we've been under the power of different things, hurting us, messing with us, tormenting us. You say, this is a really dramatic story. What does it have to do with me? Everything. Everything. So what do I have to do with demonic possession and influence? Everything. Every one of us. Careful not to check out as we read through this. That's also the devil, by the way. If you're listening to this and you're checking out because you think this has nothing to do with me, that is a demonic spirit deceiving you. Okay? Listen up. Open your ears. Open your mind. He began, uh, he began begging him repeatedly not to send them out of the region. Now, there was a large herd of pigs grazing there on the mountain, and the demons begged him, saying, send us into the what? Into the what? Into the pigs so we may go into them. Jesus gave them permission, and the unclean spirits came out of the man and entered the pigs. Now, we know that very specially in Jewish culture, pigs were what? Unclean. Dirty. Unclean. That's right. So here we have it again. Demons are always searching for dirty, okay? They're attracted to dirty. Why did they want to get in the pigs instead of a tree? Well, first of all, trees can't be possessed, but... Well, I, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> but why were they attracted in, the, in this story to the pigs? Because pigs are dirty. When we tolerate dirty things in our lives, it's a, and like a magnet for the demonic, okay? The herd of pigs, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank into the sea, and they were drowned one after another in the sea poor little piggies the herdsmen tending the pigs ran away and reported it to the city and in the country and the people came to see what had happened all of that to say is the devil's goal with you is death he wants to kill us he doesn't just mess with us to mess with us his end goal is death for the wages of sin is Death and the enemy uses sin to kill us. I've heard someone say, Why? how mean was Jesus? He put these demons in those poor little piggies. Listen, it was either either the piggies or that poor man. The end goal of, de- of the demonic is to kill. okay? He said, "Lord, I didn't know what I was getting into coming to church this morning." we just just into words of Jesus, y'all. Then Jesus came and saw the man who had been, uh, they came to Jesus and saw the man who had been demon-possessed sitting down, now clothed and in his right mind. He wasn't streaking crazy through the cemetery anymore. The man who had previously had the legion of demons, and they were frightened. Huh. Those who had seen it described in detail to the people what had, uh, had happened to the demon-possessed man and told them all about the pigs. So the people began to beg Jesus to leave their region. I just want to say this before continuing. Restoration is the result of deliverance. Restoration is the result of deliverance. Just like that, the crazy streaker is it, has his clothes on and is in his right mind. This this is what happens when you not only get born again, but experience deliverance in your life. What the enemy had stolen from you, Jesus comes and he restores it to you. He restored this man's dignity with his clothes, and he restored his mind. Some of us here today need our, our mind restored. Thank God you're all wearing clothes at church. Hallelujah. All right. But... There are areas in our life that are naked and exposed to the devil. And some may have areas of your mind that are trapped by the enemy. Let me tell you, the result of Jesus delivering you, the result of Jesus bringing freedom to you, is that he restores what the enemy took from you. Can you think of something the devil has robbed from you? Jesus is in the business of restoration. Come on, let's finish out the chapter, uh, uh, well, this section of the chapter anyway. As he was uh, stepping into the boat, the Gentile man who had been demon-possessed was begging with him, asking that he might go with him as a disciple. It's amazing that this man that had just been crazy a few moments before had a better response than many others that Jesus ministered to. His immediate response was, I want to be a disciple. I want to follow you, right? Jesus did not let him come. Not that Jesus didn't let him follow him. He didn't let him join the 12 apostles. (laughs) He didn't let him join the team because he had another assignment for him. This was it. Instead, he said, go home to your family and tell them all the great things the Lord has done for you. And how he's had mercy on you. So he obeyed. And went away and began to publicly proclaim. In Decapolis, the region of the ten Hellenistic cities. All the great things that Jesus had done for him. And all the people were astonished. And if you go back and read history, the ten cities region was an area that was blasted by the gospel. Had lots and lots of Christians, okay? And it all started because somebody got free. (sighs) And didn't keep his freedom to himself. Unfortunately, there's many, too many Christians that get some freedom and keep it to themselves. Oh, I don't have time for those stories right now. But I want you to say with me, deliverance Deliverance. is wonderful. wonderful. See, people think of deliverance like being set free from the devil, being set free from demons, from the demonic, from the, 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 the influence of darkness. We look at that as almost like something weird or scary or off. When in reality, you've had weird, scary, and off in your life, especially before Jesus and if, if you and I have been tolerating the dirty, if we've been tolerating dark areas in our life, rather we know it or not, we've been being influenced, oppressed, and even possessed by devils. See, so say, you still believe that? You better believe it. Let me tell you. Maybe you've lived only in the United States your whole life, and so you look at the gospel in a psychological, philosophical way. Let me tell you, the gospel is supernatural, and demons are real. And some of the most subtle demons work in our society because they have tricked people into believing they're not real and instead of recognizing them as demons, they try to explain them away as mental illness, as anxiety, as addiction, as problems, as that's just the way my family was. And I just declare over you, anyone listening today, listening to this podcast later, the Holy Spirit is here today to illuminate those demonic influences in your life and set you free. oh but we got to read one more come on say "Full full house here we go matthew chapter 12 verses 43 through 45 now then now when an unclean spirit has gone out of a man it roams through waterless dry arid places in search of rest i could rest there the rest of the day and preach a whole sermon but i'm not but let me just tell you the devil is always in search of someone who's spiritually dry If you've allowed yourself to become spiritually dry, you are a target for the enemy, okay? He's in search of rest, but does not find it. And then the demon says, okay, I'll just return to my house. My house from which I came, referring to the man, right? And when it arrives, it finds the place unoccupied. Swept and put in order. Then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself. And they go and make their home there and the last condition of that man becomes worse off than the first. So it will be with this wicked generation. Man, I don't know about you, but I don't want to get free and then get rebound and be worse off than before. Come on, say full house. Turn to somebody else one more time and say tell him you're a house. Heather you knew it or not You were made to be inhabited You were created by God Listen you and I We were created by God To be inhabited by God That's why we were made In the image of God With a spirit Because he made us For his spirit to dwell Inside of us Okay The problem is Because we haven't been Inhabited by the spirit of God There have been other spirits That have inhabited us And attached to us And messed with us And follow us around And influence us and even control us. The thing is when God's not filling, the house unwanted visitors do come. There's no way around it. So I wanna talk to you very briefly about three types of houses. Are we ready? Again, if you wanna follow along in the outline, we've got number one, a dirty house. Two, clean house. And three, full house. First, dirty house. Here we go. Everyone say everyone. 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 everyone? everyone. Is is everyone included in everyone? Yes. Okay. Everyone needs deliverance. Everyone. There's no such thing as a person who's never needed deliverance. Because there's no such thing as a person who hasn't been under the influence of the devil because of sin. Everyone needs at some point in their life deliverance because we've all given Satan power through our sin. Ephesians 2, 2 says, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil. The commander of the powers in the unseen world. He's the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to disobey God. And last time I checked, every human ever born and walked the earth, we have refused to obey God. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Therefore, every one of us has dirtied our house. And we need deliverance. Everyone's house has been dirtied through sin. But that's why the gospel is so doggone good. Because your house and my house can be clean. That is the gospel. That what the enemy has done to us, Jesus has come to destroy it. How the enemy has dirtied us and bound us, Jesus came to clean us and set us free. Which leads to number two, clean house. Come on, say clean house. house. Today it's time to clean some house. Let's talk about our clean house. Who wants a clean house? Who likes a clean house? We got our house deep cleaned yesterday and it felt so good to go back home into that deep clean house. Let's talk about our clean house. Matthew chapter 23, verse 26. You blind Pharisee? You blind religious person who just sits in church all the time? First wash the inside of the cup and the dish, then the outside will become clean too. Here we go. Repentance cleans our house. What do I mean? A change on the inside, repentance, come on, say repentance. A change on the inside, a change on the inside positions us to be set free by God. Repentance positions us for deliverance. Come on, somebody say, repentance is good. Because repentance, when we turn to God, when we turn away from sin and we turn to God on the inside, it cleans our house out. What else cleans our house? John chapter 15, verse 3. You, amen. You disciples, come on, say, disciples are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Come on, somebody. The word cleans our house. Why do we insist so much on you? And I, and all of us, reading the Bible on a daily basis. The power of daily Bible reading. In fact, I already know that the year 2022 is the year of the Bible. And all together, we're going to read through the Bible together. And many of you are already doing it. Why do we insist so much on reading the Word of God? Because the Word cleans our house. It doesn't just clean it once. It keeps it clean. I don't know about you, but my house was clean. Yesterday afternoon, but before bedtime, it wasn't so clean anymore. Because I have some little visitors. In fact, they live with us. They're called kids. And listen, I had to do a little bit of tidying up even before bed, even after the house had already been cleaned. We need the Word of God on a regular basis in our lives to stay clean. Amen? Come on, tell somebody. Read the Word. Repentance cleans our house. The Word cleans our house. What else? First John 1. Five through nine, this is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you, God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So we're lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. So uh, we're not practicing the truth, but if we're living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other And the, the what? The blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. We claim we have no sin. We're only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. Come on, somebody. The light cleans our house. The light cleans our house. What do I mean? Transparency and truth. When we don't try to... Hide our sins. Because we can hide our sins from each other, but they ain't no hiding sins from God or the devil. They know. But when we're open and transparent with areas of our life that we may be struggling with or where we may have sinned, and we confess it and we get it out in the light, the light comes and cleans the house out. You ever turn the light on late at night and all of a sudden cockroaches just fled? Set an alarm for 4 a.m. Get up and turn on a light in your kitchen. You'll find some. They'll get out as soon as you turn on the light because the light cleans the house. If you have a thief coming into your house at night because everything's dark, listen, if they don't know that you're home, they might think you're not home and so they're going to come and rob your house, but you're actually home and you quietly get up and you turn on all the lights, believe me, they're going to run. Okay? (laughs) Okay? The light cleans the house. The light causes the enemy to go. But even more powerfully than that, you guys, is when we allow the light in our life, the blood cleans our house. It's the blood of Jesus, the perfect sacrificial lamb, the one who, we sang it, the price is paid, right? Right? Through you, through Jesus, the price is paid. And because the price is paid, because his blood was shed, our house can be clean. And when we confess our sins to him, the blood of Jesus washes us clean. And when we bring it into the light and we confess to one another, the light cleans our house. We need repentance. We need the word. We need the light. And we need the blood. Yeah? Some of us need to repent today. But let's get to our final house. And that's full house. Everybody's had a dirty house. And because of the gospel, because of Jesus, we can all have our house clean. But we all need our house full. Again, Matthew 12, 28, Jesus said, if I cast out demons by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. You see, deliverance is like an eviction. That's really what deliverance is. It's not just screaming at somebody, come out, and then whatever, and demons go away. No. No, no, no. What deliverance really is, is this. This house has a new owner. Get out. Right? It's an eviction. I hope you've never been evicted, but if you know, if you have been, you know. You know. If you get home and there's a a, a note on the door, evicted, Right? That means you, 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 you no longer belong here. Right? you got to get out. God forbid. But that's what deliverance is like. When we surrender, Felicia talked about this a few weeks ago. When we surrender our whole house to its new owner, to Jesus, the Spirit of God kicks the enemy out. Oh, yes. This is not your house anymore, so you can't be here. Come on, say so deliverance is an eviction. I call that displacement, right? It's something comes and kicks something else out and takes the place of it, right? But displacement is just the beginning. We, we need more than that. We need replacement, okay? Because the way to keep unwanted visitors out is to keep the Holy Spirit in. Replacement. And see, what we read in Matthew 12 is when the, the enemy, when the demon left, but came back and found that the house was all clean and everything, but there was nobody there. It was in order. It was slept, swept, but there was it, it was empty. See, we, it's one thing to let the Holy Spirit come in and kick the enemy out, but it's another thing to let him fill us in such a way that every time the enemy tries to come back, he knocks on the door and finds, nope, not wanted here, not allowed here, right? you know i was really thinking about this and i prepared this extremely highly spiritual video for for us to just to help us understand this a little bit better right right but but before we watch the video the way to keep unwanted visitors out the way to keep the enemy out is to keep the holy spirit in if we could bring the lights down and show this video that's the devil did they come back iris that's praying in tongues and the anointing and the word the voice of the holy spirit the manifestations of the holy spirit Be gone by then. You better get out of here before somebody sees us. Boom. Alright. The best way to stay free is to stay filled. The best way to stay free, in fact, the only way to stay free is to stay filled. Come on, say full house. The best way to stay free from the enemy, to stay free from evil spirits is to stay full of God's spirit. Because once he's kicked the enemy out, if we allow him to fill our lives, if we fill ourselves with his word, if we fill ourselves with his presence, if we fill ourselves with his truth, the enemy will try to come. He will come knocking like these thieves, right? But he will have to say, we better come back tomorrow once they've left. And the secret is, the Holy Spirit should never leave. We should never not be full. We should never not be pursuing the fullness of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Because when we are full, when our house is full, we'll remain free. We only get free. We stay free. And I want to end This message today with two stories, with a story of two of my friends, and because it contains some very personal details, I can't tell you their names. We're just going to call them K1 and K2, all right? You want to hear about K1 and K2? Well, K1 did not grow up, um, you know, in church, and he just kind of grew up, you know, just sort of... Whatever, go with the flow, culture. But near the end of high school, he had a very powerful encounter with Jesus. And right before this had happened, a couple of years leading up to it, he got really, really, really badly into darkness. He had gotten into satanic music, and satanic rituals, and was extremely depressed and isolated himself, but when Jesus touched him, the darkness left. His countenance changed. He began to share the gospel with others. He found a godly lady and married her. They had some kids. They were serving in their church. But at some point, K-1, and I don't know when or why or exactly how it happened, but K-1 stopped filling his house. I don't know if he just decided it's not that important to read the word anymore or decided that it wasn't that important to be at church all that much or started to tolerate or allow some areas of sin back into his life. But the last I heard, K1 had lost his family, was addicted to drugs, living under a bridge. And I pray that K1 finds freedom again. And then there's K2. <laughs> Different, but similar. Grew up knowing about the gospel, but never really truly set free, born again. Got into some pretty dirty sexual stuff. And went through the pain of abortion. Lots of depression. Terrible isolation. And then in college, K2 had a powerful encounter with Jesus. And it was literally like instantly. All that stuff. He got free from. But many years later, K2 continues to read the Word of God on a daily basis, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to walk in discipleship, to be filled and refilled and refilled and refilled. k two is keeping his house full. K2 also married a godly lady and had some kids and a beautiful family. And they're all serving Jesus together making disciples, sharing, K2 is sharing his freedom now with others. See K1 got his freedom but lost it because at some point his house wouldn't full anymore. The enemy found a way back in and he ended up worse off than before. But K2 isn't only free, he's getting other people free question for you today, do you want to be K1 or K2? I know I want to be K2. (laughs) And I do pray that K1 finds his freedom again. See we've all had a dirty house, through the gospel we can have a clean house, but so important that we have a full house. It's so important to understand that the enemy will, it's not maybe, he will attempt to recapture us, trap us, and destroy us. No matter how free you've gotten, he will try to steal your freedom. But the reality is, if you're filled with, God's Spirit, Jesus said, I cast out demons by the Spirit of God. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Wherever the the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. If I'm full of the Spirit of the Lord, there is freedom. It's easy to stay free, but it's easy to get bound up again too. It's all a matter, is your house full or not? Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through His Word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.